When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, uh, we are recording. Tom Bernard Show with Andy Brant Bernard. Mike Molina. Tevin Pittman. And we'll be right back. Kick things off. Hour three. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional body work costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Keenum's going to try to work the ball in the boundary. Keenum steps into it. Pass is caught. Diggs! Sideline! Titanic music. I love it. It was a very, very big deal. The Minnesota Vikings do win yesterday. They're on the way to the NFC Championship. 
game in Philadelphia on Sunday. And then, of course, if they win there, they're a three-and-a-half-point favorite last I checked. If they win there, they'll return home to play in the Super Bowl against probably the New England Patriots. But I don't know. They got some. They scored a lot of points, uh, the Jaguars did, and the defense wasn't that great in that game because uh, Big Ben threw for five touchdowns. They ran for another one. They scored six touchdowns in that game, and they couldn't win it. That's just the way it went. I have not looked at this yet. I saw the, the headline, but uh, for, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Newton's third law can be seen in the aftermath of Sunday's Vikings' last play victory over the Saints. For each bit of excitement that there was in Minnesota, there was anger and angst in New Orleans. Here's a look at some of what was being said and written, uh, beginning with the New Orleans uh, Times-Picayune headline, the Times-Picayune expletive, expletive, expletive. Now, you guys said you saw a YouTube video of a guy throwing his 62-inch TV over a balcony or something? Yeah, through a, yeah, I think it was like a 65-inch flat screen out of what looked like the second story of an apartment building. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be, what, a couple of grand? Oh, yeah, probably a couple grand and a fun conversation with the girlfriend that you can hear in the background begging <laughs> him not, not to. Happy. No, not at all. They, did they continue to roll after he throws it out? Or what did she say after that? Uh, oh, no, I, don't, I didn't see anything afterwards. I just saw him throw it, and he turns around, and the video stopped. But, yeah, you can hear, like, oh no, God. wait, stop, don't. And then just out the balcony, you can hear it crash on the ground. Yeah, here's the. I just love. Oh, you got it. Yeah. Kyle. <laughs> stop. Yo, Kyle. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. I love the fact that you can blame it on a television. That's why you lost because of your television. <laughs> just turn it off. You don't have to throw it. You don't have to throw it off. Just turn it off. You don't have to see it anymore. Exactly. Although, so we, whenever I Oh, I was just gonna say we have a caller. All right. The caller is JB. JB, what's up? Hey. Uh, I don't know how you say it. Uh, happy MLK Day or whatever. Yeah, happy Never MLK under- Day. We can celebrate the life. Yeah. Never known how that was supposed to go, how you're supposed to refer to that. Uh, Half- happy reflect. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy I don't have to console you, my son, and uh, Mike Molina today. I'm thankful for that. So. What are you talking about? I'm as even keel as they get. Yeah. <laughs> what? You I am. Be, I'm straight down the middle. You would be so grumpy right now and and saying things about the Vikings that would spin people's heads. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I've always been even keel, really level-headed. You know, never a bad word to say about anyone else. <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about. Ah, uh, you know, I got yeah. I got to read this. This is this is pretty interesting. Jeff Duncan of the Times Picayune wrote for the Saints: "The stunning loss was a punch to the gut. Only moments earlier, Will Lutz had given them a seemingly safe 24-23 lead on a 43-yard field goal. Again, this is right from the Times Picayune." Um, 
As the Vikings mustered just 19 yards in the first three plays, the Saints found themselves just one defensive stop away from advancing to just their third NFC Championship game ever. One moment they were on the verge of an all-time great comeback win. The next, they were trying to absorb one of the most demoralizing, painful, and shocking defeats any team anywhere has ever experienced. Uh, they're not handling this too well down in New Orleans. Not at all. No. No, I'm not. You know, I don't root for any uh, any uh, NFL team since the Cardinals left St. Louis. But, you know. Right, right. I, I do get sick and tired of having to uh, pick up my uh, Vikings friends, so I was happy not to have to do that today. Well, I've only got two more games, maybe. One more game this Sunday, and then uh, two weeks from Sunday. Well, if you get to the Super Bowl, you should just be happy. No, that's not enough, JB. Yeah. That's <laughs> not. That's not you know, enough. To losing four, it's not enough. I'm sorry, but, uh, but it's true. I mean, the, the image that always flashes in my mind, 98, I'm driving my son back home to his mother. They missed the field goal, and I see tears running down his face, his 9-, 10-year-old face, having to, having to ask him what's wrong and him saying nothing. Knowing I can't, that wait a minute. John Jr. is not 29 years old. He will be in uh, November. Honestly, he'll be 29 years. Oh, my God. I've known you way too long. Yes. I can't believe he's going to be 29 years old. That is unbelievable. Yep. So, God, I'm, yeah, I just, uh, I'm happy for people like him and you and Mike and whatnot. And, you know, I got to be honest. I, um, I had flicked from the channel thinking I can't watch them self-destruct one more time. And then I, I know. Let me switch back, and I saw the score at the bottom, and I went, what? Because it wasn't a field goal score. It was a touchdown. I went, huh? How how did that happen? Yes, well, he got up in the air, man. I couldn't believe how high Diggs got in the air to catch that football. And I also don't understand. You've been on football your whole life, JB. Yeah. Uh, You know, we we talked to Tevin about this, and Molina was talking about it. You, the first thing you do in any sport is don't ever stare at the ground. It's not a good idea. You're talking about the DB? Yeah. Well, if the no. de-icing is working correctly, it's a bad idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't know, though. But, no, he, uh, the way I, you know, and I've heard this a couple of TV people talk about this. He was um, so afraid of getting the pass interference or the, yep. you know, or the new hit him in the head penalty, you know, that he was, you know, they, they're now taught to dive at late. And he'll t- he said it himself. He was early. Yep. He dove yeah, he too was early. early. Yeah. And he, and he missed. Yeah, he did. And but why would he be looking at the ground? Because he wanted, his target was Diggs, between Diggs' uh, knees and his foot. He just wanted to take him mm-hmm. down. Because right, if he takes right. him down, he lands in bounds, game is over. Because there's no way the Vikings could get to the line and uh, no. and and ground the ball. <laughs> it was they great, too, because not only did he screw it up, he also took out his teammate. Yeah. <laughs> so this is... the, other great, <laughs> great thing is the person he did hit was his teammate. And, you know, for Diggs, other than that, looked, though. Right. Well, Diggs claims he looked before he jumped and realized there's nobody behind the guy that's going to hit me. And you can see he gave a little bit, expecting to be hit, and didn't realize he didn't get hit, put his hand down to right himself, and then just took off like a bat out of hell. I mean, it's just, you know, um, you know, you had uh, Sean Payton doing the skull clap 
after they hit the field goal and taunting the Vikings fans and whatnot. So he got what he deserved, oh, yeah. you know, between that and um, the uh, bounty gate stuff that went on. So Yeah, no, the bounty, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of karma. You're absolutely right about that. Now, I think that's one of the reasons it took so much out of everybody. And seriously, everybody I've talked to said the game made them very tired because it looked like New Orleans was going to do it to us again. Uh, and then you were elated. And I think the big part of my happiness, not only the fact you're going on to the NFC Championship game, but I can't stand Sean Payton. He is just a little troll, as a, a friend of mine said. He, he, yeah, he's I mean, just a jerk. It's amazing how him and Drew Brees get along because Drew Brees is nothing but class. No, it seems to be. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, Great he, quarterback, thirty-nine right. years old. When he wanted to make sure he stayed in New Orleans after the the hurricanes to help rebuild the city, rebuild the spirit, and all that stuff. And because you know, New Orleans gave him a second chance after other teams passed on him off the body shoulder. Yep. So, yep. He, he wanted to return the favor by, you know, staying and giving him, and he gave him a Super Bowl and he gave him great wins and all these things. And you got Sean Payton, who's just a clown. So seems like it. Yeah, it does seem like it. You hate to see. I mean, the guy's been pretty successful as a head coach, uh, and you hate to say this, but he just. Although Bill Belichick's very unlikely because he just seems very cold and distant. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think. Know. I don't think he's. Uh, he's a mean person. He's just all business, and he's cold. He's not going to let anything and anybody affect him from doing getting emotionally tied up and doing his job. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. And if it's time for you to go, it's time for you to go under Bill. And I, and I think all these stories you hear about him getting that guy ready to take over for Brady are true. Oh, my God. I'm just looking at the Star Tribune website. The Star Tribune has not one, not two, but three different Star Tribune Celebrate their big win T-shirts. Oh, yeah, of course. Defend the ship. <laughs> defend the ship. There's may the Norse be with you, and one first and skull. Uh, first they, and they, skull. They missed the obvious a bit of a stretch. One. F you that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, the obvious one is can you dig it? Yep. Can you? Yeah. Well, there you go. Can you dig it? Yeah, that's the obvious one. Well, but they're I not going to do that over... That might likeness. be too racist, JB. <laughs> it's his likeness, so they probably can't use it. Yeah. No, they so. can't. The NFL would not let him use his face. That is very, very right. true. So. Uh, well, it was it was a hell of a win. Uh, you didn't watch the game. You should have watched the game. Although, if I they did lost, watch you the shouldn't game. have watched the game. Watch, I didn't watch the last play. Oh, just the last play is the only one you didn't watch? Yeah, on purpose. Because, again, I didn't oh. want... To yeah. watch all the angst happen again. Right. And like I said, no, I turned, and I turned back just to catch the score, just to make sure, yeah, okay, I'm going to have to, you know, send a text to my son and, you know, pat Mike on the bike on Friday. And, you know, I did send you a text message. But it was after the fact. But I was like, oh, I'm going to have to pick Tommy up next Friday, you know, because it'll take you more than a week to get over it. It would, yes. It absolutely would. That <laughs> loss would have taken I, me a lot longer than a week to get over it. And like I said, I saw the score was 29. I went, wait, 29 would be a touchdown. What the heck? <laughs> 
know, I know. And they, they showed the replay again, and I went, that can't happen. And, and I heard you made the comment in the first hour that there are people who believe it was fixed. You can't do that and fix a game. You can't. I would agree. I would absolutely agree with you. And for somebody who's been around sports as long as I have, you can't fix a game. You can, you can shave points in a basketball game, yeah. but to to get it to that point, no, it's it's impossible. Too many people would have to be involved. People like me would have to know and be involved, and there's no way possible. <laughs> it's very funny. I just got a text from Joe from Louisville that said, "Week, you'd be pissed off till the beginning of next season." <laughs> 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 well, he's not yeah. lying. That, that's true, but um, that is no, true. I mean, uh, I'm happy for Vikings fans. You know, I work with yep. a Packers. I work. I have worked with a continuous run of Packers fans, which also drives me nuts because they never shut up. You know, accept your victories and move on with life. But you know, just like the jokes, why it takes seven people to school in a uh, Packer fans to school in a light bulb, one to do it, and six others to tell you how great they are. So. <laughs> Well, that's probably true, but that's right. good. Packer fans were very nice on the on the morning show this morning. Packer fans were calling; they were very, very nice uh, with their comments. It was just—I don't know. I think maybe it's one of those teams. Atlanta would be the other one for me right now that you hope to see them win the Super Bowl someday. The Vikings, and you know, even though they're in the NFC, Buffalo, Atlanta. I've got yeah, the Bills. Yeah, Buffalo. The, yeah, Bills. Absolutely love to see them win a Super Bowl. But you know we'll uh, we keep moving forward, and it was a great game yesterday. The the great outcome, a wonderful final play, and I am I'm tired, but I'm also very happy. So well, all right, JB. We'll... Oh, I was going to say, can you imagine this town if they win next Sunday? Oh, I know it's going to be psychotic. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely over the top. <laughs> and yes, exactly. Mike, all you right. have no, you got no control over it. One way or another, so just relax. Uh, yeah, so pipe down, Pally. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you Friday, JB. All right, see ya. All right, we'll be back, Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to hanging out on the dock with family and friends. Let Flow enhance your experience with their rock-solid dock systems. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Flow boat lifts are a breeze to level using a cordless drill with their patented Easy Level system. Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Visit Flow at the Minnesota Sportsman Show at River Center in St. Paul, January 18th through the 21st. Be sure to ask for the show special where, with a qualified purchase, you'll receive a free three-piece furniture set or free wireless remote. And mention you heard this ad on KQ for an additional $50 off a dock or lift system. To find out more about Flow Systems, visit their website at floeintl.com. Flow Docks and Lifts, a better way. Don't build me up just to lay.
think I told you before that uh, I was in Jacksonville, Florida, on WAPE when that song came out. And our morning guy, because he had been living with the same woman for about 20 years, he literally thought they were singing Keep It Common Law. (laughs) 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 No, Common Law. Is Common Law and marriage even around still? I don't even know. What, seven years or something? Yeah, I think so. And so common. Like, keep, I think it's a state thing. Keep it common law. Yeah, okay, that, that's going to be a song. Yeah, no problem. No problem. The wildly gory and popular John Wick franchise will become a Starz series under the name of The Continental, reports Gizmodo. After the hotel and the movies where assassins like to pal around... For those worried that the small screen might dilute any of the dripping violence on display in John Wick and John Wick Chapter 2, Star's CEO says it ain't so, promising thunderous fight scenes and intensely staged shootouts, not to mention some new, darkly compelling characters who inhabit this underground world. Keanu Reeves will likely not reprise his role as a star, notes The Hollywood Reporter, but he has signed on as co-executive producer for the series that is expected to make an appearance Reeves will, however, reprise the role for the third movie, which is due out in 2019. Did you guys like the John Wick movies? It's all right. So I, I never, never saw, saw one. Yep, me neither. You, oh, you didn't see either one of them? Nope. Oh, they're very... Uh, I thought they were very, very good. Andy, you said you thought they were okay. Yeah, it's not really my uh, friend, my genre. Not your genre? Yeah, I, I thought they were terrific. They're very, very entertaining. They're way over the top, which to me is entertaining. Well, I be- think they're trying to be the uh, Kill Bill of this generation. Uh, maybe. Because Kill Bill yeah, was possibly. like... Well, I mean, Kill Bill, I think, was even one step further into crazy territory. Yeah, that's that was way over the top. John Wick true. is kind of like as crazy as you can get while still being like somewhat realistic. Right. Whereas Kill Bill had things that were just completely... Uh, they were mystical, basically. No, absolutely. Like uh, someone has their sword out and you jump on top of their sword and right. then kick them in the head. Not something you're going to be seeing in John Wick. No, that's true. Grace, not her real name, was watching the Golden Globes earlier this month when she spotted Master of None star Aziz Ansari accepting an award. In an interview on Babe.net, the 23-year-old Brooklyn photographer says, It was cringeworthy to see Ansari wearing a Time's Up pin because she'd had a date with him in September that turned into the worst night of my life. The two initially hit it up. Why, did he try to be funny? Thank you very much, Grace. to me. I don't think he's funny in the least. He's not. No. The two initially hit it off at the Emmys after party. Shortly after, they arranged to meet up in New York City. After dinner out, they went back to his apartment. And Grace says, I'm sorry, wouldn't stop trying to get sexual with her. Well, you went to his apartment. What do you think is going to happen? You do wonder about that. What the hell? The guy's got you trapped. I said something like, whoa, let's relax for a sec. Let's chill. She recalls after he said he was going to get a condom right after they kissed for the first time. But she says he didn't let up, and throughout the evening he followed her around, sticking his fingers in her mouth, trying to get her to touch him. Why didn't you just leave? It's a good question. I don't really, you know, look, I'm not blaming her for this, not at all, but why why don't you just leave? Grace concedes they did have oral sex because she says she felt worn down. She then she left in an Uber feeling violated. When Aziz texts the next day to say he'd had fun, she told him she hadn't and explained. He replied, I'm so sad to hear this. Clearly, I misread things in the moment, and I'm truly sorry. Per The Hollywood Reporter, Ansari has issued a statement saying their sexual activity was, by all indications, completely consensual. Everything did seem okay to me, so when I heard that it was not the case for her, I was surprised and concerned, he notes, adding, I continue to support the movement that is happening in our culture. It is necessary and long overdue. 
Yeah, I be honest with you, I'm really glad that I'm not uh, single. I, I, you know, how do you read that now? Well, you don't go to someone's apartment on the first date. That's how you read I it. Would, I would agree with that. Grace made exactly as many mistakes as he did, I would say. This is uh, two idiots being idiots, not a super predator. Yeah, I, I, would, I would tend to agree with that. Look, it's a situation where not – well, it doesn't help when people like Jodie Foster say that all men over the age of 30 have sexually harassed a woman. Uh, no. That's not necessarily true there. I'm going to guess that her dad wasn't the greatest guy uh, based on that yeah, comment. Oh, I'm sure she has daddy problems. Yeah, that's, yeah, uh, that's that. projection is what that is. Yeah, so she probably did not have a great relationship with her father. But I, I don't know. I, it just seems to me it's sad because a lot of women were taken advantage of by pigs like Harvey Weinstein and several others. You know, idiots like Louis C.K. masturbating in front of women. Uh, I, don't, I still don't understand what the great thrill is with that. No, I think I just, just having him be uncomfortable probably gets him going. Oh, I look, guess J- Jody never met her dad. How weird! Oh, she never met her dad. Yeah, they, that statement is a my I have daddy problem statement. That is yeah. true. All that's men are evil. Yeah, that's thing. yeah. That all men are evil. Look, you know. Well, I mean, you're for the first however many years of her life, all she ever heard about men was how bad they were because she was raised by her mother. Uh, Probably wasn't too kind to dad. Yeah, exactly. The only men in her life were like maybe teachers, and you know you're not really really friends with teachers. Right. So there you go. Yeah. So I mean, so this is not a situation where I'm saying, oh, all this stuff is BS. I'm not saying that at all. A lot of it's real, obviously. In this situation, I don't know. I wasn't there, but she says it was the worst night of her life. I don't understand why you would go back to somebody you don't even know's yeah. a hotel room or apartment. If they started getting weird, you get out of there. You don't yeah. relent. It's time to leave. Time to go. So I don't know. I, I just I don't like any of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are plenty of guys that force themselves on women, and they should they should be hammered for doing that. But I just I. I don't like hearing people say things like, well, let's, be, let's face it, all men over 30 have sexually harassed a woman, other people jumping on board with the whole situation. I, what, what I find fascinating is that the very people who love to preach to us, being Hollywood and politicians, seem to be all of the ones who sexually harass women. Well, that's also projection. It is, huh? Yes. For- no, a normal person doesn't feel the need to uh, say things that are obvious to most people. Yeah, I suppose that is true. So you think that's the big problem? I think it's a big part of the problem. Well, I mean, look at all of these, uh, the people who are, you know, wearing I'm with her shirts and going to rallies and stuff. They're mm-hmm. the exact kind of people who are being caught doing that uh, kind of thing. Yeah, it does seem that way. The, the very people who who talked about it the most, uh, ooh. Yeah, they that... talked about it because they knew there was, like... It was part of them, and they thought if they tried hard enough, they could make it go away without confronting it or ever admitting it, which isn't how it works. You have to admit there's a problem before you can fix it. Well, I think that's exactly right. So It would be like trying to cure your alcoholism by uh, talking about how evil alcohol is. It's yeah, not how it works. Yes, heaven. And you know, oh, well, some days I'm sad and... <laughs> <laughs> You get that cognac you know, and codeine yeah. mix. You drink a little Jack Daniels and fall asleep, I guess. I don't know. No, not at, not at all. Oh, though. my God. No, <laughs> not at all. No. Yeah, co- uh, alcohol does not help me sleep. It hurts me sleep. Uh, Catherine Deneuve. You guys know who Catherine Deneuve is? 
I do not. Oh. Yeah, beautiful. She's, I don't know how old she is now, but she's, uh, she still either is or was. It's stunningly beautiful French actress, very, very pretty woman. Um, Catherine Deneuve has apologized to sexual assault victims amid the backlash to the backlash against the me, hashtag MeToo movement in France. The actress said that while she agrees with the spirit of an open letter she signed, which denounced a witch hunt against men guilty of no more than clumsy flirting, she's appalled by what other signatories later said in the media. They include radio presenter Brigitte Lahaye, who argued that women are able to orgasm during a rape. Oh, why would you do that? <laughs> that why would anybody. you take that position? Well, that, that's exactly right, Devin. That doesn't help anybody. No. Good God. I think she might have some uh, yeah. issues, maybe. That attitude, Deneuve said, is worse than spitting in the face of those who have suffered this crime. After it was published in Le Monde last week, the letter was denounced by women's rights activists who likened it to an annoying uncle who doesn't understand what's happening. Obviously, nothing in the text claims that harassment is good. Otherwise, I would not have signed it, Deneuve said, adding that one of her concerns was the purging of the arts. Are we going to designate Leonardo da Vinci as a pedophile artist and erase his paintings? What? Uh, well, he does have paintings of little children who are naked. She wondered, well, they're supposed to be, aren't they supposed to be like little angels or Cupid or something like that? I cherubs? Yeah, cherubs. That's probably, yeah, that's exactly right. Addressing people who accused her of opposing feminism, Denove uh, noted that she was one of the 343 women who signed a famous 1971 letter admitting they had abortions when they were illegal. That is why I want to say conserv- to conservatives, racist, traditionalists of all kinds, who have found it strategic to support me, I am not fooled. They will have neither my gratitude nor my friendship. Quite the contrary, she said. I warmly salute all the victims of odious acts who may have... Uh, felt offended by the letter. It's to them and them alone that I apologize. See, I, I, I think that's a good way to put it. I warmly salute all the victims of odious acts. That's a good way to put it, actually. That makes complete sense to me. But I, you know, I'm, I'm, even though I'm not conservative personally, uh, you know, in, in that old you know, argument, some things I am conservative about and other things I'm very liberal about. Uh, but Every time you see the word conservative now in newsprint, every time it's a newsprint, uh, the word conservative is followed by racists. Yeah. <laughs> every time now. It's just really sad that they really they, they look at it that way. That uh, It's just too easy. And you're being manipulated. You do know that, I hope, that people who insist that can, all conservatives are racist – it's just manipulation. It's just getting you to vote for them. That's all they're doing. If they knew they were being manipulated, they wouldn't be manipulated. No, I suppose you're right. If they knew it, they wouldn't do it. Tevin's favorite person in the world, Dennis Rodman, was pulled over late Saturday in Southern California <laughs> where police, uh, he was driving under the influence. Rodman under the influence? No. That's hard to believe. I thought he was no, still in Korea. Really? Yeah, I thought he was still in Korea. Why isn't he in North Korea with his buddy? USA Today reports the five-time NBA championship winner was uh, first stopped by cops in Newport Beach around 11 p.m. for a vehicle code violation before officers began a DUI investigation. According to reports, Rodman was given a breathalyzer test before being arrested and booked in Newport Beach jail. The legal limit in California is .08. It is everywhere in the United States, isn't it? I think so. I thought that was a federal thing. I think it was a federal thing, but uh, I know in Canada it's .05. Anyone know that? I wonder what it is in uh, is Norway. It, I say, isn't it lower in Arizona too? Because they had the sheriff oh, that. It? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you might be right about that. It is federal. 
0.08. But, I mean, you can always go lower than that. You can't go higher, but you can go lower. You can always go to Romania. Yeah, where it's like 0.50. Yeah. That was crazy. Unbelievable. TMZ reports that the 56-year-old was cooperative and that he remained in custody for seven hours before officials determined he'd sobered up enough to go home. Uh, Rodman was previously arrested on DUI charges in 1999 and 2003, so that's three strikes and you're out. They're going to let him drive? See, like you were talking about Norway, I think if you get one DUI in Norway, you can never drive again. I'm pretty sure that's the law. Alcoholism has been a struggle on and off for Dennis the past 15 years. A rep for Rodman uh, told TMZ on Sunday. You know, instead of saying alcoholism, could you say uh, heavy drinking has been a struggle? Yeah, instead he likes of going party. right to alcoholism? Oh, he loves the party, doesn't he? Romania is actually low. It's .02. Romania is .02. But I know what you're talking about. There was a country like that. It was one of those countries. I'm sure I can find it. It was, honest to God, it was like .30 or something like that. It was like, okay. Uh, Rodman retired in 2000 after 14 seasons in the NBA. I can't believe he's been retired for 18 years already. Yeah, and he's God. like, and he's like a top 50 basketball player of all time, and he gets remembered Phenomenal. for being this crazy lunatic running around in North Korea and dyeing mm-hmm. his hair and wearing whatever wedding dresses and stuff. Well, didn't he always have like bright green hair, even when he was playing? Yeah, he always uh, had like the end he did. like cheetah yeah. print hair, and yeah, he was right. He yeah, was he was psycho. always weird. I think it was fine until he started hanging out with that white woman, that uh, Carmen Electra. He was fine until she got a hold of him. She ruined him. Way to go, Carmen. Is she still, like, around? I don't think so. I, I think she tried to date uh, date her way to the top or something. She's one of those people. Mm. I don't know. Does she have any talent? I, that I don't I know. Don't I don't think, think was so. She, she was in some movies, wasn't she? Like, that was her yeah, claim to fame? like, scary... Scary movie yeah. part three or something. Or she was in well Baywatch, obviously. It was like the thing she was known for. But oh, then Baywatch. yeah, she was a scary movie, date movie, epic movie, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, so it's that basically stuff. all of those like yeah. parody. Those movies. and then Baywatch. So yeah, not not stuff that uh, you associate with acting talent. Mm, no, I wouldn't say she has much acting talent. But you got to admit this: Dennis Rodman is an interesting and entertaining character. There's no question about that. Yeah. Always has been, always will be. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone said it was. Well, I received my first my pillow, and I love it. Look, my my head stays level. You know, it's not too high, not too low. My neck feels much better because of it. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering a buy one MyPillow, get another one absolutely free. Don't delay. This offer will end on January 31st. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Go to MyPillow.com, but make sure you use the promo code TOM. Again, please use promo code TOM. That's promo code TOM. MyPillow.com. Tom Bernard here. Hey, would you turn down a job that paid you thirty to $60,000 an hour? That's basically what you're doing if you don't attend the SellerWorkshop.com series this month, hosted by the Chris Lindahl team with REMAX Results. In about an hour, you'll learn how to potentially make thirty to $60,000 more on the sale of your home. Chris, why are you giving away the secret sauce? Huh, great question. If you love something, set it free, right? Seriously, I'm on a mission to help people make the money they deserve when they sell their home. Whether it's my team or someone else, the fact is the world has changed when it comes to home selling. Yet, 
people are still doing it the traditional way and leaving tens of thousands of dollars on the table. It drives you crazy when people do it wrong, doesn't it? I just hate seeing people lose money. At the SellerWorkshop.com series, you'll learn the methods we've developed at the Chris Lindahl team that have made us the number one REMAX results team in the nation. You walk out with all the tools you need to make tons more money on your next home sale, and it's totally free. The Seller Workshops are happening January 29th through the 31st. Seating is limited, and trust me, they sell out fast. Visit SellerWorkshop.com or call 763-401-SOLD. I'll take it in, but don't look down. I'm on top of the world, We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Bernard Show. Uh, just let me know when our guests are ready to go, and we'll. Uh, uh, they're all good. It, okay. All ready to go. Well, they are ready to go. Okay. Well, would you look at that? Lee Berman and Jeremy Bernard. Jeremy, you spell your last name wrong. I'm sorry. You're gonna have to change. I noticed that. I noticed that. Yeah. You sorry, got it wrong. You can't go with. <laughs> that I got it right. I think the difference is one is one is English and one is Scott. I think. I think Barnard, B-A-R-N-A-R-D, is. It's a family from Scotland. There's like a Barnard Castle and all that. So I think it's just a, it's either, for, or Bernard could be French too, I suppose. Something like that. But nice Yeah, there's no I castles like I know of back in my family. No, mine neither. But, no. Yeah, believe me. White Castle. Yeah, White Castle was. <laughs> that, that worked out in the end. That was the only castle in my family. I love this whole idea, as a matter of fact. Treating people well, the extraordinary power of civility at work. And in life, um, former White House Social Secretaries Lee Berman, who worked for George and Laura Bush and Jeremy Bernard, who worked for Michelle and Barack Obama, are teaming up to show how people from opposite ends of the political spectrum and different walks of life can productively work together by treating one another with civility and respect. What's wrong with you two? My God, you want to be civil and respectful to people? I love it. I love your idea. Thanks. And I wish you all the success in the world with this. Simpler time in America, but we think we all need to relearn how to disagree more agreeably. Do you think, because you've both been so close to, to, I mean, the most powerful people in the United States, do you think that people don't understand the news and why it's driven the, the way it is? Uh, I've been around radio and television my whole life, around the newspaper business and, and, and all that. I just don't. How do they? How do people not see that your favorite television sta- station reporting the news, your uh, whether it be Fox or CNN or, or whomever it is, they are pushing and pushing and pushing an agenda uh, to get you to watch. So uh, it just makes me a little unsettled that that. Well, President Obama, I, I, I tell you this, uh, Jeremy. President Obama was just on the David Letterman show. My next guest needs no introduction. Right. And he, he said on that show, people who watch Fox News live on a different planet. Now, why would you say that? <laughs> well, I think what we've seen is that on, on all sides, that people start to just focus in and, and listen to what builds on their narrative. And yeah. sometimes you watch some of these shows and they're all, and they're all ta- they're there with their talking points. And shouting over each other, but not listening to each other. And I think that that happens on TV. It happens in life. In, in that we are a society that now loves reality TV, and yep. bad behavior sells on on reality. 
And you know, you know that I, that's a very citizen, good point. Uh, sorry, I wanted to say to be a good citizen, you have to be a really good listener now, and you can't just listen to the people who validate your own beliefs. You have to be willing to look at the spectrum and tease out the truth in there somewhere. I think a big part of the problem was until the internet came along, it was difficult to surround yourself with only people who agreed with you because, I mean, how would you even? Right. You'd have to mm-hmm. move to an enclave or something. Whereas now you can make your own virtual enclave. Right, exactly. Exactly. You know, I find it rather and the interesting. New, and things to... come out so. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, go ahead, Jeremy. Uh, I mean, and things come out so quickly. People, you know, I always tell friends, don't uh, repost or post something that you saw but didn't confirm it's true. There's so much false information. We just need to take a, a breath and, a, and, and step back for a moment and let it not be instantaneous. Let yourself think about a reaction or whether it's something to share. That's a huge part of the problem is not verifying whether or not something is true. Yeah, that is absolutely true. Exactly. I think, Lee, Lee, let me ask you a question. Do you think, and uh, I've, uh, look, I, this is not bravery on my part because drug companies don't advertise on the radio because we can't run those long disclaimers on the radio, take too much time. But do you think, I do watch the news once in a while, and I do notice that every single commercial is for a drug or a drug company. Do you, do they get into the newsrooms and say, look, uh, uh, we need to sell more sleep medication. We need to sell more anxiety medication. I mean, I mean, do they maybe not into the newsroom, but in the general manager's office? Do you think drug companies are helping to push these messages just to make people feel uneasy and unsafe, and therefore, because that's the one—that's the one word. This is both for Lee and Jeremy. I want to hear your take on this. We went from uncomfortable to unsafe, and as soon as I heard that, I thought that sounds like a drug company saying that unsafe. <laughs> You might be uncomfortable, but you're not unsafe. It's weird. Right. It's kind of the snowflake response. And I, I don't think we're unsafe, but I don't think it's healthy either, um, to go back to the, the drug company analogy. It's, it's better for all of us to take the time to be civil to each other, to make a little bit of an effort with another person, be kind, respectful, because they tend to respond the same way, and it just makes life easier. It does for me. I know. Those ads are so geared for society now because everyone wants a quick and easy answer. So when Mm -hmm. you see something that says this deals with stress, this deals with sleeping, this deals, it it sounds great. And people want it because they want an immediate and quick fix, if you will. And that's understandable. But it it has gone to the point that you're no longer focusing on what is present and what is now. Do you think because of social media we can ever get back to civility? It's just so easy now. Um, you know, I grew up in a pretty rough neighborhood, and you kind of had to defend yourself, and uh, you had to behave, you had to be courteous, otherwise you could get hurt. But it's not that way on social media. Everybody, Everybody's a tough guy on social media. Can we ever get around that somehow? Well, you know, that's easy because it's anonymous, and there really aren't consequences. But I do think mm-hmm. you get around it. Um, I think of civility as a form of passive resistance now and a rejection of what we see in the national arena. And if each of us as individuals refuse to live our lives that way, you know, refuse to answer anger with anger, at a minimum, your own life will become calmer and a little bit less stressful. And if more people do that, 
I think it will become incumbent on our politicians to pay attention and say, you know, remember, we're here to work together, not to be more divisive. Now, how did you two come to, to uh, come to know one another? It's a, a what they call a sorority. I'm I'm a member of the sorority of former social secretaries, and the, it's actually a very uh, solid group of people that are their interest is that the current social secretary does well. And if they need advice, call and. It starts with a lunch that the former social secretary gives to the incoming social secretary. And that's where I actually met Lee and all the other socials. And Lee and I just, our friendship just grew over the years. And what we saw is so much of what we experienced had nothing to do with politics. And we have more in common than we have differences. And that's where we focus. And we just thought that this is... Step by step, you, it's tough to get back to it, but everyone doing a little something is good, and that's why this book is, is, it tells easy steps. You don't have to you know, change your life overnight, but just think about it and you know, maybe hold that door open. Don't hit the clothes on the elevator, and, and uh, maybe don't honk. I live in Los Angeles, so honking is a big deal. <laughs> Yeah, that's a very big deal there. I just, I really, are you having a lot of success uh, with the book? I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping this is a, a huge bestseller because I've been looking for people like the two of you to interview for quite some. There are not many of you out there, I will tell you that. People <laughs> who uh, come from different walks of life that, uh, that can be civil to one another. You're hard to find. Well, we hope it reno- resonates with people because, you know, not everything needs to be political. And when we insist right. on injecting politics into everything, we make enemies of the people who simply have a different point of view. You know what I find yeah, interesting about that? I had that a com- you, Sorry, Jeremy, go ahead. The, 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 uh, bad behavior is so contagious, but if good behavior can also be contagious, it just takes a little more time and thought because it's not just reaction. Yeah, and I think that's very fair. That uh, that if, if I assume when I you know when I looked down and 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 saw the uh, the paper that you were going to be on, I saw on the schedule you're going to be on today. I've never talked to either one of you before, right, Lee and Jeremy? I've never met you. Yep. I've never talked to you before. But we're being very civil to one another for a reason because we all kind of are striving to get people to a point where maybe you shouldn't be so angry at one another and assume, you know, let, let me run something by both of you. The, I had a discussion last week with someone and uh, I'm, I'm hoping they, they kind of caught on to what I was talking about when causation to you might be correlation to me. And therefore, if you, if you think it caused a problem, and I just think it might be related or it happened at the same time as the problem, uh, that's pretty easy to get around. And if we just use that as kind of a stepping stone to say, hey, you know what, even though we see it, I, I actually think you caused it, and you think that it only happened at the same time this the other thing happened, I, I understand. I understand you might see that this, this caused a problem or that I might see that it didn't cause the problem. It just happened to be there at the same time. Do we look at, do we look at situations that way, or is it just completely on its face, and, oh, my God, this is horrible, or this is wonderful? I think we question each other's motivations a lot more than is healthy anymore. Uh-huh. Um, and, and that is something that it would be better if you could take a step back and take what someone is telling you at face value, give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, 
one of the best things I learned working in the White House every day, because we were trying always to not do anything that would embarrass the president or first lady, if someone came in to and it sort of attacked us and they were really angry about not being invited to something, um, we never responded to that in kind. We took a step back, we waited to hear everything they had to say, and then we deflected or we diffused or we apologized, even if it wasn't our fault. Mm-hmm. When you take that mm-hmm. attitude and it becomes second nature, you find that you just take a lot of the emotion and the tension out of every situation like that. And if someone is refusing to engage in anger, it makes it pretty hard for the person who's angry to stay angry. I like that take. I like that take a lot. Um, I want to run something by both of you. Andy, my son, who's on, on the, uh, the show with us today, he and I went to a movie on Saturday night, went and saw Jumanji. Just a fun movie. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we had to move after 45 minutes because we bought these, uh, I, I guess the seats were like $20 a piece, so they were not cheap seats uh, at the movie theater. The woman next to Andy was on her phone, not talking on her phone, but texting back and forth, and that very, very bright light was on every couple of minutes for the first 45 minutes. And there was a family behind us, and apparently the little six- or seven-year-old boy had seen the movie before and would not stop talking. So are are our parents, our parents just are not doing their jobs. My, My son and my daughter know better than to be on their phone during a movie, and they certainly know better than to talk during a movie. What's, what's, what's going on with parenting? Well, I think, I think you hit something in that is, I mean, we were all taught very differently than that. And it is amazing. I've gone to theaters and heard people on the phone and what happens a lot is if you're on an airplane, as soon as it lands, then you're on the taxiway or you're about to take off, people start talking on their phones, often people talking business, and they are extra loud. And it's just so, it's, it's partly embarrassing. And also, why do you not think of anyone else? And it is, uh, it happens with youth, but the, the adults are, are just as guilty. No, you're absolutely right. I just think if we... Uh, that's why I said, like, I, I'm really hoping that your book really drives the message home to people and people think about it. You know, son, I know you love the movie and it's the third or fourth time you've seen it, but you really, it's not, it's not very polite for you to talk during the whole movie. And that's a very bright light coming off your phone. Maybe you should put that away. Yeah, not once did either exactly. parent uh, say anything. No, neither parent said a thing the entire time. I love your idea. I love the book, Treating People Well, The Extraordinary Power of Civility at work and in life and you do notice for 15 minutes not one of us yelled at somebody it was wonderful i thought (laughs) please come back oh we'd love thank you you really enjoyed it i did as well thank you thank you for your time we we would love it thank you absolutely lee berman and jeremy bernard i love it treating people well the extraordinary power of civility at work and in life we will talk to you tomorrow thanks for listening tom bernard show (laughs) 